Goosebumps number 45, Ghost Camp by R.L. Stein. Be all that you can't see. The joke's on them. Harry and his brother Alex are dying to fit in at Camp Spirit Moon, but the camp has so many weird traditions, like the goofy camp salute, the odd camp greeting, and the way the old campers love to play jokes on the new campers. Then the jokes start to get really serious. Really creepy. Really scary. First, a girl sticks her arm in the campfire. Then a boy jams a pole through his foot. Still, <laughs> they're just jokes, right? Listener beware, you're in for a scare. Nice kids. They're gonna love Dark Falls. <laughs> Hey, Matthew, are you ready to go to camp? Am I ready to go to camp? Did you, um, pack any chips? I did. I packed some goodies for the ride to camp. In fact, I packed a whole bag. Wasn't that nice of me? Hmm? Richard, Angela. Oh, there you are. <laughs> Look what I did. I packed you and your cousin some goodies for the ride up to camp. Wasn't that nice of me? Hmm. I can't wait for this. I'm so excited for this. I have to say that I had the time reading this book. Um, same. And for some claptrap, pish posh, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit reason... You know what? On the inside of the right cover, I write like the grades I gave them when I reread them when I was a youngin. I gave this one a C minus, and I think I give this one a B. This one gets so crazy. This one's wild, wet, wild, and nasty. It gets positively nasty. I had so much fucking fun reading this book that I had to say fucking before it, and I read parts of it out loud in the car and in the bath. Oh, man. Camp Spirit Moon. Yo, spirits. Yo, spirits. I love a Camp Goosebumps book. Same I love here. Welcome to Camp Nightmare. I love the horror camp Jelly Jam. I love Ghost Camp. Curse I love of the camp, Curse of Camp Cold, Cold Egg. Egg. I like Fright Camp. I like Return to Ghost Camp, which, by the way, Return to Ghost Camp Goosebumps Series 2000 number 19 is Camp Full Moon, not Camp Spirit Moon. They're not even related. <gasps> oh, what a good piece of so trivia. We're not, so if you guys have listened to previous episodes or, or, or read previous books, you know that Welcome to Camp Nightmare was um, Night Moons for Big Guys. That was Camp Night Moon. We've been to Camp Jelly Jam, and now it's time to go to Camp Spirit Moon. Yo-ho, spirit. I want to give a quick shout-out to a constant listener and a friend of this podcast, Misha. <gasps> Hi, Misha. What up, girl? Misha just happened to mention this a book to me casually in passing, and I said, girl, get ready. It's our next one. It's nasty, just like you, Miss Reeves. Woo! She's not Reeves anymore. Bitch. She's Bybee. She's Reeves Bybee. Yeah, she Should is. we give her full name on this podcast? Sure. Mm, <laughs> Misha, you're my little 
goodbye, Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, tell me about this book cover. Um, well, it is a group of campers that are marching towards a destination that we can't see at night. It's dark and there's lightning striking, lightning striking in the background. And all these camp- campers are not wearing the, the Camp Spirit Moon outfit, which is white t-shirts and white shorts. In fact, they're wearing orange shirts with pictures of pine trees on them. And there's one girl in the back of the line of campers that's looking particularly shook with her blonde ponytail because the campers She's got a big old of bow in her hair. The camp- in front of her are invisible because they's ghosts. I'd like to point out that there's a lightning. All that lightning. Yeah. You're, you said that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, and I sang it. I know. Remember eight to ten seconds ago? I, I'm having trouble. Um, This cover of the book is a real treat and it's been a joy and a delicious, delicious, Ulysses S. Grant joy to have on the back of my phone as a background. But I have to say that the French cover is even sexier. Oh. For Les Vingtômes de la Colle. It is sensual. It's just a floating white t-shirt and white shorts with campers in the background. T-shirt and my panties on. Teachers and my panties on. I'd like to point out that this copy of Ghost Camp is an original, of course. And on the front of it, it says, Boo, dude, Goosebumps is on TV. See your local TV listings for details. And also, the colors for this book are a red orange and a poop brown. It is just so sexy. <laughs> Do you remember last book when we were reading Say Cheese and Die? Again! Of course There are Goosebumps trading cards in them. Well, there is a Goosebumps trading card for Ghost Camp, and I would just like to read what it had to say. Goosebumps number 45, starring Harry Altman, our narrator. When I was a kid, I, saw, I thought the word narrator was narrator, so what? I'd always try to say it really fast. I was like, the narrator... But it's just narrator. Alex Altman, Harry's younger brother. He's a singing sensation. And Uncle Marv, Camp Spirit Moon's creepy camp director. He looks like a grizzly bear. Setting, the dark, spooky woods of Camp Spirit Moon. Say what? Yo, spirits. And then the real deal. A quote from Arlstein. At summer camp, counselors and campers tell ghost stories. But what a ghost tell at camp. Uh, human stories? Uh-huh. Perfect. I fucking love this book. There is no corresponding TV episode, but the book is a total blast, and y'all, it's gonna get wicked and weird. Are you ready? Time to go to camp. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So, this book came out in July 1996. Sex. And our protagonist is Harry. And Fuck his yeah. brother Alex, and now and and we start off. They are on a bus all by themselves. The wheels on the bus on the way to Camp Spirit Moon. Alex is eleven. Harry is twelve, and they look very similar. So similar that people call them the, the all in twins. twins. <laughs> they, they both have, have straight, straight black hair. That's right. That's brown right. eyes and serious faces. And sometimes Alex gets a little car sick, and oh. Harry's like, "All right, I know you're getting sick, but you know what? You can stop to help." You. You know, you can st- sing and it'll make you feel less carsick. And hair and Alex begins to sing. And you guys, Alex has a gorgeous voice.
It's so beautiful. Oh, wow. And and, um, Alex really desperately wanted to go to music camp, but the summer was halfway over and it was too late to sign up. So Camp Spirit Moon was the only choice, the only camp they could get. This summer, right now. Oh, man. They arrive to the camp. The driver, who has tan, curly blonde hair and a silver earring, promise, lets them off and just leaves them there. We're like, what? What is this? Why are we the only ones on the bus? this camp nightmare and they walk a short little dirt trail through the woods to a clearing with a white sign um that says camp spirit gotta Moon. Be white. and they walk up a little hill and they can see the camp they see little white cabins and a big stone mess hall a tennis court a baseball Down diamond to the tennis court. and a round blue lake with some archery targets but, but wait i don't see nobody where is everybody it's empty. And Harry's like, what? This can't be right. Where is everyone? Where's Julia? And then this guy all of a sudden comes running up to them. He's probably 16-ish years old, wearing a white shirt and uh, shorts with red hair. Ding, 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 ding. He runs up and he's like, oh, hey, you must be Harry and Alex. I'm Chris. I'm a counselor. I was out getting the firewoods. He says, oh, I hate to tell you, but everyone left. It's just the three of us here. Sorry, kids. You're all alone. And they start to freak out. And then he then he says, just kidding. This is a Camp Spirit Moon tradition we do to all new campers. Uh-huh. <laughs> gotcha scares and giggles. And then this big black-haired man comes out wearing all white, with long greasy hair falling wildly over his face, with tiny round blue eyes, bushy black eyebrows, and a neck thick like a tree trunk, arms like a, arms like a wrestler's. And it's Uncle, Uncle Arv. It's Uncle Marv. And he's so loud and he shakes their hands. And he shakes Alex's hand so hard that there's a loud crunch. <laughs> this is this happens at Goosebumps like every now and then where someone gets like beat up or like their hand And their face looks too, like mashed potatoes. Or like raw, gets beat up like raw meat or their hand gets crunched. Ouch. Captain Kirch. And he's like, oh, man, alone in the woods. That's one of our favorite traditions to do to new and campers. He goes, now that you are campers here at Camp Spirit Moon, we've got to keep, teach you the camp salute. And so what the camp salute is, holding a finger to your left. You do like a salute to your nose. and to then your left s- nose. Yeah, with your left hand, you do a salute to your nose and then swing that hand straight out and call out, Yo, Yo Spirits. Can I hear it from my sisters who are listening right now? Oh, good that, that sounds job. good. Alex is like loving it and thinks it's so cool. And Harry's like a little yeah, Alex is bad at bad at it. Harry's like, Ugh. Alex is so good at stupid camp traditions like that. And, and like, he Harry's, loves singing. He's such a gorgeous voice. Harry's like begrudgingly like, okay, I guess I'll be game for whatever because I don't have much of a choice. So Uncle Marv walks them to their cabin and tells them, oh, tonight's the welcome campfire, welcoming campfire where you'll be tested. And Alex is like, do we get to sing? And, and then Uncle Marv says, yeah, yeah, we'll sing a lot of songs. We'll sing a lot of songs. He says, don't worry. Last chance eyes. You'll sing. You'll sing plenty, he says. And Harry's like, he, I don't know. So, something about the way he said that. I don't like it. And he said, you guys will really enjoy the campfire if, if you, you survive. survive. And they're like, wait? 
And so he leaves them to unpack and says, see you later, guys. Yo, spirit. I thought this was kind of interesting that Harry and Alex are sharing a cabin or a bunk or whatever, because like, don't they normally like delineate or whatever by like age? So it's like, yeah, but they're so close in age. That's true. And like, they're the late, the last ones at camp. So they don't really have a choice. So what's their cabin like? Do you know, is anything interesting or weird about it? It's pretty cool and pretty normal, except there are these sticky cold blue puddles everywhere. Wait, there's sticky cold blue puddles on the floor in front of all of the beds? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. When you touch them, are they sticky and cold and literally bright blue? Yes, they're bright blue and they're ice cold and when Harry touches it, the cold goes all the way up his arm. Beware the snowman, my child, for he brings the cold. And he's like, what is this? By the time they're all unpacked, Uncle Marv calls from the screen door that it's campfire time and they make their way to the campfire. Yes. And at the campfire, they're roasting hot dogs on sticks. Mm, hot dog on a stick. I would give anything for one of those cheese hot dog on a sticks right now with that red or green lemonade. Girl, if you know what I'm talking about, fucking retweet for Brazil. <laughs> the other campers seem to immediately know their names. So like, hey, Harry. Hello, Alex. And Alex immediately has a crush on the short blonde boy, and they can't stop talking and talking and talking. Yes. And Harry makes friends with this girl named Lucy. Lucy. And Lucy, Lucy. is, she's pretty. She has dark hair and a, and a high pony. And we've already had a Lucy. Lucy Dark from Girl Who Cried Monster. Maybe it's her. It's not. She's so pale that Arlstein says it made her dark eyes glow. And she is a deep husky. It makes them glow. Deep, husky, whispery voice. Mm. And I just think she sounds pretty cool. She sounds very, very cool. Everyone is wearing a white shirt and shorts, and they are, like, really in it. Promise. So he and Lucy sit together and start to roast their dogs, and Lucy's like, oh, man, I like to get mine real burnt. I don't love that burnt taste. And and Harry's like, yeah, and he looks over, and his dog falls in the fire. And Lucy's like, oh, no, and she reaches in, into the fire, pulls it out, and pulls out the dog, and her arm and hand are on fire. And Harry's like, oh my God, what's happening? And Lucy's like, what What are you talking about? And then she looks down, sees that her fucking hand is on fire. And, and she goes, oh, oh hey, uh, oh, I hey, mean, ow. Ow, ouchie, that hurts so much. She, she oh, shakes ow, the ow, away. That was hot. And she fucks the pain away. And Harry, Harry freaks out and it's like, oh my God, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, what are you talking about? Let's go get potato chips. Mmm, potato. And Alex and Alex is still there talking to his crush, and his crush's name is Elvis. Elvis McGraw. You hear Tim McGraw. I hope you think my favorite song, the one I dance to all night long. Uncle, Uncle Marv calls everyone, around, calls everyone around and says, it's time for the council fire. Yo, spirits! And everyone stands up and sings the Camp Spirit Moon song. That is and it goes like this. Yeah, i spirit and it's so, the song is so long with many, many, many verses. And each chorus ends with, we have the spirit and the spirit has us. We have the spirit and the spirit has us. We have the spirit and the spirit has us. We have the spirit and the spirit has us. And he, um, Harry notices that Alex and Elvis are trying to outsing each we other. We have the spirit and the spirit has us. Can you harmonize that? We have the spirit and the spirit has us. We, we have, have the, the spirit, spirit and the spirit, spirit has, has us. us. Here, you try, you try the melody. Um, Wait. We have the spirit and the spirit has us. We, we have the spirit and the spirit has us. We have the spirit and the spirit has us. We have the spirit and the spirit has us. 
<laughs> so um, Alex is trying to outsing Elvis, and Harry's like, "God, Alex's voice is so gorgeous." But Elvis's voice is like a cat stuck in a dishwasher. It's like, it's it's horrifying. It's a Elvis is totally tone deaf, but he's still singing at the absolute top of his tippy, tippy lungs. Yo, spirit. And Harry is so embarrassed at how loud Alex is singing, even though his voice is so gorgeous, that he just slinks back into the woods to wait until the song is over. That's so funny to me. He's so embarrassed by his brother singing that he just, like, starts backing away from all the campers into the woods and out of the woods at home before dark. And Lucy is there, and she says, help me, Harry. You've got to help me. (laughs) And Uncle Marv says, hey, you two. And everybody, hey, you, what are you doing down down there? He points at them and everybody laughs at them. And Uncle Marv says, glad you make friends so easily. (laughs) And then Harry blushes and blushes and then his butt blushes. Stop. Uncle Marv announces it's time for to tell the ghost stories. Oh, yeah. I love that burnt taste. He says tales that will be told for all time. Tales as as old as time. He says, as long as dark legends are told. And Harry notices that everyone, all, all the campers seem very scared. And Harry's this, this like, this is my kind of camp, you guys. Me too. And Harry's like, why is everybody scared of having me all heard them a bunch? And he's like, Lucy, what's up? And she says, don't you believe in ghosts? He goes, no. And she says, you might change your mind after tonight. So he tells the first story. Now, I'll take the first story. Matthew's going to take the second story. I want to read the second story. Pretty please. Of course. So the first story is um, about a group of campers going deep, deep, deep into the woods. Deep, deep, deep into the woods. We have the spirit and the spirit has us. <laughs> That's getting pretty catchy, I think. Yep, it's pretty good, but there's really long verses. So they're they're going to the woods for an what's called an overnight with their counselor John, and people the ca- campers are like, "Can we stop now?" And John keeps saying, "No, no." And overnight's no fun unless you are deep, deep in the woods. Oh wow, John! Wouldn't it be chilly with no skin on? So they finally get deep, deep into the woods, and they set up tents in this very smooth clearing, and they keep hearing this kathump. 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 And all night they can't sleep because of the kathumping and they start freaking out. They're like, what is it? They they hear the kathump and the kathump gets louder and louder. And it's all around them. And then they hear a loud voice say, why are you standing on my heart? And they realize that they'd camped on top of a smooth, big monster. And John says, oh no, I guess we went too deep into the woods. And then the monster swallows them all up. And that's the story. This is so fucked up and wild and ridiculous. I think the only word for it is nasty. When I was reading this, I was straight up shooked. Totally. Harry's like, oh my God, isn't that a ridiculous story? And starts laughing and looks at Elvis and says, isn't that funny? And Elvis is like, what do you mean? It's true. Lucy isn't really having it either. She's like, yeah, show some respect. I'd really appreciate it if if you show some respect. Then they add some more firewood to the fire, and the fire blazes big and big, and it gets bigger. And Uncle Marv's like, all right, it's time for the second story. This is the story of Ghost Camp. The story takes place at a camp very much like Camp Spirit Moon. On a warm summer's night, the campers and counselors met around a blazing council fire. They roasted hot dogs and toasted marshmallows. They sang the camp songs. One of the counselors played the guitar, and he led them in singing song after song. 
when they were tired of singing, the counselors took, turn telling, took turns telling goose stories and telling the legends of the camp. Legends that had been passed down from camper to camper for nearly one hundred years. The evening grew late. The campfire had died low. The moon floated high in the sky, a pale, full moon. The camp director stepped forward to end the council meeting, but suddenly darkness swept over the circle of campers. They all looked up and saw that the moon had been covered by a heavy blanket of black clouds, and swirls of fog came drifting over the camp, a cold, wet fog, cloudy gray at first, then darkening and thickening, until the fog swept over the camp, billowing like black smoke tumbling and swirling the cold wet fog rolled over the dying campfire rolled over the campers and counselors over the cabins and the lake and the trees a choking fog so thick and dark the campers couldn't see each other couldn't see the far or the ground or the moon in the sky the fog lingered for a short while swirling and tossing low over the ground tossing wet tossing so wet and silent i'm wet it moved on just as silently like smoke blown away. The moonlight shone through. The grass sparkled as if heavy dew had settled. The fire was out. Dark purple embers sizzled over the ground. The fog swirled away, swept over the trees and vanished. And the camper sat around the dead campfire, their eyes blank, their arms limp at their sides, not moving, not moving, not moving, because they were no longer alive. The fog had left a ghost camp in its wake. The campers, the counselors, the camp director. They were all ghosts now. All spirits. All ghosts. Every last one of them. They climbed to their feet and returned to their bunks. They knew the ghost camp was their home now. Forever. We have the spirit, and the spirit has a... You can say that. I thought that story was so scary and funny because it's like, this is a perfect goosebump scary story where it doesn't really explain much at all, but explains just enough so you don't really question it. I also like there's a book called Ghost Camp, and in the book they're like, we're going to tell the story of the ghost camp. I also like how they never really, they, the people that wrote this, I love how Arlstein never really directly says they died he just says they weren't alive anymore. Ooh. Good thump, good thump. I'm glad you picked up on that. Yes. Why are you standing on my heart? So everybody is very shook, including Harry and Alex. And Alex is so is staring into the distance, absolutely gasping. And Harry's like, what's so scary? And points... And Alex points, and there's a black fog rolling towards the camp. Just like in the story. And... Alex starts to freak and everybody just kind of stares at the, just stares at them. Everybody else in the camp is just staring at the two of them. And this fog rolls through, this thick black fog that is so cold and so wet. And Uncle Marv stands up and says, "All right everyone, sing." So they all stand up and sing in this fog. Spirit has But they, but even though they're singing at the top of their lungs, their voices are muffled by the thick fog, and soon Harry can only hear Alex and no one else is singing just for Alex, and then the fog rolls past them, and Alex and Harry see that everyone is gone. This is getting great. And then Harry's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, wait a minute. This Wait, is just this a joke. This is just a joke. This is just a joke. This is another joke. Camp, a camp spirit moon. And oh, he and he and um, Alex run back to their ca- their cabins, and they see all the campers come out laughing and yelling and ghostly howling. Uh-huh. Going, ow, ooh, ow, 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 
even Lucy is laughing. And ah. then Elvis and Al- Alex start wrestling in the grass together, and it's such a big joke, and it was all a joke. That fog, they somehow magically got that fog to come through the whole camp, and it, it was, was just, just a, a trick. joke. It's lights out, you guys. So they head back to their bunk, and Elvis is in their bunk too, which makes Alex so happy. And there are two other guys named Sam and Joey in their bunk. Promise. And as Harry's getting undressed, <gasps> Ooh. He, one of the guys... He hears one of the guys ca- cat calling to him saying, Sin. And he turns around and sees that it's Joey staring at him and laughing. And he's like, what? And I-, I like this. Harry says to him, just to himself, camp jokes are mean, but they're fun. <laughs> and Harry, I don't understand why Harry never asks about the blue puddles, but he notices there are still blue puddles everywhere. At the, at the Goosebumps party, we need to have sticky blue puddles on the floor everywhere. Definitely. The lights go out and... Um, Harry is Baby, like when the lights Harry uses a towel like actually steps instead of the sticky stuff and like uses a towel to sort of wipe it off and as he's falling asleep he sees uh, Joey and Sam is that his name? Yes. Joey and Sam sitting up in bed staring at him with their eyes glowing like bright flashlights. I love this. This is so sexy and I love that Sam and Joey are both gender neutral names. And he, he Harry is like what is going on? Why are their eyes shining like shining bright like a diamond? And he feels a slimy hand slide down his arm. Mm, camp sex moon. Could this get any sex Camp here. spirit sex. And he realized it was Alex grabbing him from below, from the bottom bunk. And he was like, I can't sleep. It's so cold. Casper is cold. It's Casper. Close the wind. It's cold. And he says, <laughs> and he says, hey, Harry, you don't believe in ghosts, do you? And Harry's like, no, man. It's just, it's just, uh, there's no such thing as ghosts. Go back to sleep. Alex is like, okay. And Harry looks over to Sam and Joey, but they're, they're, they're asleep and their eyes are closed. They're asleep. And, but then he looks back over again and sees that Joey is, not only is he asleep, but he's floating two feet above the air, sleeping in the air above his bunk. I love this. When I was reading this book, I was floating two feet in the air. Same here. And Harry freaks out, scrambles out of bed, turns the light on, and looks and sees that there's no floating Joey. I wish every time I turned the lights off, there was a floating Joey. Don't I you? I wish the band was there was a band called No Floating Joey. <laughs> Don't you guys want to go see No Floating Joey on Friday? Yeah, uh, of course. They're performing their new single, Say Cheese and Die. Again. So everyone's like, turn the light off, and Harry's like, but, but, and then he steps in that blue sticky stuff again. What is going on? So in the morning, there are fresh uniforms waiting folded at the foot of their beds. I'm like, who did that? The ghost maid? (laughs) Uncle Marv? Was he peeping in the window at home? And Alex is like, I'm going to go try it for the talent show. And he does. And his voice is so beautiful. He has the most gorgeous voice. And he loves to sing the Beatles and Beach Boys and other old stuff like that. That's probably because that's what Arl Stein listened to. And he didn't want to look up contemporary music. So Elvis tries out too, but his voice is so horrible. It's terrible. Ouch, my freaking ears. So Harry goes to the soccer field to um, practice uh, pitching a tent in prep for an overnight with Sam and Joey. I practiced pitching a tent reading this book. Oh, wow. And the, and Harry's like, I want to take up my shoes so I can feel the warm grass on my naked feet. And he and Joey and Sam start Ooh. play fighting and they start rolling around and take off their shoes and they're slapping each other and they're just rolling around. Mm. And Sam trips. If and they keep fa- doing that. I'm going to leave a cold blue puddle. <gasps> Matthew. <laughs> 
Sam trips and falls hard and lands on a tent pole, and the tent pole goes right through his foot like it's a carpenter's nail. Oh, ouch. Wow. He's a carpenter's dream, flat as a board, and he needs, needs a, a screw. screw. Harry feels so sick by this, and jo- Joey's like, oh my god, are you okay, Sam? Or he just kind of seems shocked. And he was like, girl, there's a straight up pole that went straight up through your foot, and like Joey or Sam or whoever it was goes, no, it missed my toes. And he pulls it out of his foot, and Harry sees that there's no cut, no bleeding, no hole, no nothing. He showed up wearing no tie. And that's that. So later, um, Joey and Harry are taking turns practicing saving each other in the lake for instructional swim, and each takes turns drowning and choking. The other one has to pull his naked body out of the water and suck on his breath and give him CPR. I don't remember that part. I made that part up. Oh, that's why I don't remember it. After seeing, uh, after swimming and seeing all of that, Harry goes back to his bunk with Alex, and they see that there are more blue puddles everywhere. Do Harry and Alex ever talk about the blue puddles? I don't think they do. Alex says, I'm going to star in the camp musical and I'm going to go first in the talent show. Oh, well, pin a rose on your nose. At dinner in the mess hall, (laughs) Harry's trying to not think about all the nasty things that have happened. And Joey calls him and says, hey, Harry. He goes, hey, look at this. And he takes a fork and jams it into his neck. I don't think this book could get any sexier. It, It does. And he sort of like, Joey laughs and lets the fork bob up and down in his neck. And Harry's like, how the fuck are you doing that? How are you jamming a GD fork into your neck and there's no bleeding or no cuts? And Elvis is like, stop it. Don't do that. And Joey's like, fine. I'll just pull. He pulls it out of his neck. Says it was just a trick. That's all that Joey ever says. He goes, it was just a trick. I was just playing a trick. Just playing nasty He's like, here, Harry, I'll show you how to do it. When Uncle Marv stops him and says, hey, you guys, remember, we have a night soccer game and it's boys versus girls. And throughout the book, kind of, and especially here, Harry looks over and he sees Lucy staring at him from across the mess hall while she's touching herself. You made that part up. I know. She just looks sort of solemn and sad and keeps staring at him. Same. So there's this part where there's this bat flying around the mess hall and everybody because freaks out. Because you can't have a Goosebumps book without a bat. And Uncle, zing, 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 zing. And Uncle Marv traps it. <laughs> so it's at the night soccer game and Harry and Alex are standing on the sides cheering on the first team because they're on the second time. Second team. And they say even if they're, even though there are two big floodlights washing all over the field, it's still pretty dark. You know what made it even darker? A thick black fog comes rolling in. That oh, no. ghost fog. And Alex is telling Harry that during... he's like, All my girls at the club want to get fogged up. And he was like, hey, something happened at Free Swim that I want to talk to you about. And Al- Harry is like, what do you mean? Alex says, I saw this girl with sh- dark, short, curly hair. Let's just call her Curly Sue. And Harry's like, oh my God, that's, that's terrible. And Alex is like, I know. <laughs> and she was floating at the very, very bottom of the lake, like all the way down at the bottom and just staring up at him. And Alex is like, I went to go down and save her and I pulled her body up and when she got to the surface she just laughed and spit water in my face and said that oh she can just hold her breath for, for a very very very, very long time. time and Alex is so shook and Harry's like it's probably just more of the, their jokes right and while they're talking it gets so foggy they can barely I can't see. Even see I can't even see anything and they look over and they see a guy kick a ball at Alex the, where are you? At the girl go- goalie and the ball hits her in her head really hard and the ball bounces onto the ground and her head goes flying off and yeah. bounces on the ground. The ball knocks her head clean off and then both the ball and her head are bouncing like a ball. 
and Harry runs towards her head and picks it up. And he he's looks, screaming, no, no, please. And he sees that it's not a head. It's the soccer ball. And she's like sort of dazed but gets up and is like, oh. And Harry's like, oh, I, I saw her head fall off. And everybody laughs at him, laughs at him hard. And he looks and sees their swirling, bobbing faces in the fog and they tease him. And Harry runs off away from the field towards the cabin and is like, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. I'm confused. And then he realizes he's being followed. Oh, wait. It was just Alex. It and was Al- just A. And Alex saw <laughs> Alex saw it, too. And he's like, I saw her head. I saw her head flop I off, saw her too. Head. And he literally says, I saw her head bounce. And he says, Elvis says the stories are true. Elvis says the stories are all true. Then they start to hear it howls nasty howls coming from the woods going oh but these aren't animal howls these are ghostly howls these are inhuman howls and they realize that there's more than three howls are surrounding them but then they just realize it's the only other cameras that we know names of in this book sam joey and elvis and they're like ah, what did you think we were ghosts and everybody laughs. So the next day, everybody's teasing Harry and howling at him and just making fun of him. And he notices Lucy staring at him and he goes, uh, she's probably staring at me because she thinks I'm a real baby. And then she, he goes, I should go over to say hi to her after instructional swim. But she runs off. Oh. And Joey's like, huh, maybe it's your breath. And Ooh. then they have to do this thing that has been done in previous Goosebumps camp books where it's like riding time it's time to ride to your parents you have to go into your bunk and like mandatory riding time and Al- Harry's like should I tell my parents the truth that um this ca- this camp this camp is whack as fuck and like crazy ass shit is going down but then he sees that like Alex is like writing sweet stuff about him being in the musical and stuff and so he's like I'm gonna write like a nice letter and he says the, the letter he writes is like Camp Night I'm sorry, Camp Spirit Moon is more than I've ever dreamed of or something. And then at this point, I thought this was so much fun to read. Harry starts to realize maybe camp isn't that bad after all. And kind of like really loves camp and is enjoying it for the day and really taking it all in. There was something I wanted to point out, but Uncle Marv was instructing them to write letters. He says, let your parents know that you're having the best summer of your life. Which I think that's interesting. And then he's like, also, night hike after dinner tonight, we're going to go deep, deep in the woods. And he laughs because he's referencing that story. Everyone laughs. And they go on the hike, and it's fun. They hike around the lake, and they sing silly camp songs and make up silly words. On top of spaghetti. Harry's like, we sang it so many times. We sang it 20 times. I'm loving it. I'm loving my new friends. And he's like, I actually... I love my life. I love my job. And I love meeting new people. He's having the best time. And when they they get back, he notices the fog rolling in. And Uncle Marv's like, lights out in 10. So he's walking to his cabin, but then strong hands pull him back. And he looks and he sees it's Lucy with tears streaming down her fat cheeks. And she says, it's true. It's true. It's all true. The stories are true. like, what are you talking about? And she says, it's true. Everyone here is a ghost. Even me. End of act one. And Harry's like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. But I, I kind of believe it. I, I, that's impossible. But yeah, no, yeah, that makes sense. And he's like, no, Lucy, I know. And she's like, it happened exactly like the story. There was this fog. And Harry's like, what's up with the blue puddles? And she says, oh, that's protoplasm. It's made whenever we materialize. It takes so much energy and it always leaves behind protoplasm. This is what a lunatic actor I am, that when I was reading this chapter, I stopped and I started reading again out loud because I wanted to experience what it was like for Lucy to give this long, sobbing, ridiculous monologue. And I wanted to perform it myself, the protoplasm. 
Ectoplasm monologue this from is, Ghost Camp. This is I'm I'm also ridiculous, and I immediately started googling protoplasm and reading about protoplasm. What did you find out about protoplasm? Protoplasm is the colorless substance that makes up a cell. Oh, yeah, it's real. It's, it's not the, bright blue. One of the first things I think of when I think of Ghost Camp is shiny blue puddles of protoplasm. When I was reading this book, and it. it again and it came up i was shocked that i didn't remember it, it it's left really? such a huge impression on me See, now what i did not remember is the kathump kathump that's that's so funny that you say that because that's the main thing i remember no from this i remember book. blue puddles of protoplasm and poles through the foot wow that's so interesting so so lucy gives this long monologue like being a ghost is terrible knowing we'll never she's see like you think it'd be fun again. to be a ghost but it's not it's boring and it takes so much energy to materialize you've got to help me she's, you've got to help me she says i know how you can help me it says her face turns into a nasty old sneer a nasty sneer and she says you can help me by allowing me to possess your mind and take over your body and she goes please <sighs> Please, and the fog the fog is getting thicker. She says, as she's like, I can't leave camp on she my own. She said, the only way I can leave is if I take over your body. I'll disappear if I leave camp, and I'll become part of the fog. I have to get out of here. Let, just let me possess your mind and take over your booty, and then I promise you'll go back to normal once I leave your mind. Please, please. And Harry's like, um, no, you can't. It's just you don't have a choice. You you have, have to. to. And he tries to turn and run, but the fog and the mist chokes him. It's so thick and holds him. In place, and Lucy vanishes, and he starts to feel the cold over his scalp, running down, down his, his face, cheeks. numbing his cheeks, mm. and he begins to feel so sleepy. She's taking over, possessing his mind, infiltrating his now ice cold booty. And he says this one line that I dog eared this page because I thought this was so funny and amazing that he said it. He's like, I can't let her take over my mind, I can't let her possess my body. I know if I scream, she can't, if I keep screaming, I can stay awake. And I was like, girl, same. It's so great. He squeezes his arm together and rubs his cheeks really hard, trying to fight off the cold and fight her off. You can't have my mind. You can't. You can't. You can't. And he ends up pushing her out. And he runs through the fog to the cabin. And it's so dark. And because everybody's already asleep, he throws Alex some shoes and shorts and says, we're leaving. And the other guys are like, what's going on? Where are you guys going? And Harry doesn't even respond. Doesn't even answer anyone's questions. Doesn't answer Alex's questions. He's like, we're leaving. Get out of here right now. We're going right the fuck now. And they run deep, deep, deep into the woods. And Alex is like, I know. I know the truth. Elvis told me everything. Elvis tried to take over my mind. And Alex is like, I got very, very, very cold. And they make it to this clearing. And they're like, all right, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Okay, here's the plan. We're going to try to find the highway. If we can find out where the highway is, we'll flag someone down. Someone will give us a ride. And we'll be free from Ghost Camp. But fuck, I think we're going the, the wrong way. Ka-thump. Because we're like, we're going so far away from the highway. Ka-thump. I'm not even sure where we are. In fact, we're really, really deep Ka-thump. in the woods. Deep, deep in the woods. Wait a second, Alex, Ka-thump. do you hear that? Yeah, Harry, what is that noise? It's, it's like a thumping noise. A kathump. Ka-thump. A kathump, just like in the story that Uncle Marv told. And they realize they're in the middle of this clearing, and then they hear a loud voice say, Why are you standing on my horse? You guys, this is actually happening right now. I mean, it's a book for like 8 to 12 year olds, but like this is actually happening. They right hear now. a roar, and the ground starts to tremble, and um, Harry says, I landed hard on my hands, hands and, and knees. knees. And a huge hairy head raises in front of them with red, round, glowing, blazing eyes and an ugly, growling face. And they realize they were standing on his chest. And it opens its wide jaws and yellow teeth to eat them. And then Harry has an idea. 
And as he's having this idea, it, that monster's fat purple tongue flops out, and the tongue is covered in prickly burrs. Which I, I was like, what? They said that the, the tongue felt like a cactus. I'm like, wow, that's so fucking painful and insane. And they flop on top of it, and the tongue wraps around them and pulls them in. And Harry's like, all right, my plan is, this is my plan, Alex. We have to start chanting, we don't believe in you. 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 And that tongue is pulling them past its slippery slippery black stained teeth. And, and there's hot, sticky, sour-smelling gobs of saliva all over. And they keep chanting, and they get swallowed, you guys. We don't believe in you. We don't believe and in Harry you. And Harry said, I could feel his throat throbbing against me. And they keep chanting as they fall, fall deep, deep, deep into his churning stomach. And they stomach. land in this fucking monster's churning stomach going, we don't believe in you. We, we don't, don't believe in you. you. We don't believe in you. you. But as they land, they realize they're just standing in a grassy clearing and everything's gone and they're just in the woods now. And Harry's like, oh my God, it worked. It absolutely worked. We did it. They start to laugh and literally they start to spin and and spin spin and and spin. spin. They're laughing and spinning and spinning, twirling faster and faster and faster. Sex. And when they stop spinning, they notice that they're surrounded by all the ghost campers. With glowing eyes. And Uncle Marv steps forward with glowing red eyes and says, No No one one escapes from Camp Camp Spirit Moon. He said, We need living kids. Kids like you. And And all the campers start to close in on them. And Alex and Harry are like, Um, um, uh, we don't believe in you. We don't don't believe believe in you. you. We don't believe in you. And they're like, Girl, that shit ain't gonna work here. It worked on our nasty ghost magic that we just pulled to make you think you were standing on a giant monster and almost swallowed you down with a prickly burr tongue that feels like cactus but that we just made that up with our random ass unexplained ghost powers. Yes, Lucy says you can't make us disappear, Harry. You made the monster disappear because it wasn't real just one of our ghost tricks. We made you see it but we're all real. All of us and we're not going to vanish in a puff of smoke. Elvis says we're not going away. In fact, we're coming closer. A lot (laughs) closer Uh, and lucy said i'm taking over your mind i'm taking over your body she says no wait money you want a viper this is this is the part that just gave me my gave me my entire life she says now i'm going to escape can't spirit moon inside your mind and body (laughs) and this This book is the best it is the best and they scream no 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 and elvis reaches for alex and lucy reaches for harry that makes sense and and lucy starts floating above him and lowers her body down onto him and he starts to feel that icy cold tingle again Ooh. When all of a sudden, one of the campers says, hey, he was going to be mine. And the other camper says, no, I was going to get him first. No, I was going to get him first. No, me. No, I'm no, your me. father. No, me. No, wow. And they start fighting. And all the campers start physically fighting They start wrestling and spinning and spinning around each other until they turn into white light. Well, yes. Uncle Marv tries to break it up. And all the counselors try to break it up. And as these camp- campers are fighting and clawing, as Matthew said, they start spinning in a circle around Alex and Harry. They start spinning in a circle faster and faster and faster until they turn into a swirling, swirling tornado of white light. And then it just disappears into a wisp of gray fog. And then they're gone. And that's it. Yeah. And Alex and Harry are like, okay, wow, let's get out of here. So they decide we're going to hike past the camp to the highway and we're going to flag someone down. And that's what they start to do. So they start hiking through the woods. And as they're hiking, Alex starts humming a little song. 
And, and Harry's like, wait, what, what? Wait, wait, hum that again. Sing that again. What song are you humming? And Aaron's like, okay, I'll sing that again. Alex? Why'd you just call him Aaron? Oh, I don't know. Because I'm crazy. And Alex is like, all right, I'll sing it again. And he sings, we have the spirit and the spirit have us. Oh, no, that's so off-key and horrible sounding. That's totally sour. Now, let's read the first paragraph and last paragraph of this book. You know I get bus sick, Harry, Alex groaned. Elvis's voice came out of Alex's mouth. Please, Harry, don't tell, he begged. I'll, I swear I'll never sing again if you promise not to tell. I'll oh no, tell. Elvis took over Alex's mind and body. Sex. Does it get any better than this? I thought this was a total... Blast. In fact, I might even give it a B plus, even though I said a B earlier. Ooh. I had so much fun Me reading too. this I had book. The best time. It was so wild and nasty and like unapologetic and just kept getting kookier and crazier. It was and it's been wild. It was erotic. I guess, I guess like the headless ghost is the last time we had like go it was just good to have ghosts again. You it know was, what I mean? It was good to be reading such classic erotica. Hot summer erotica ghosts, ghost camp. I hope you guys had as much fun at camp as we did, because I had a really good time, you ho spirit. Now, they did not make a TV episode of this, because it, it would have been, I think, too violent, for one. Or, but a great animated episode. A great animated episode. Yeah, I don't episode. know how they could do the monster you anyway. You couldn't the do the monster thing. Oh, it is just so sensual. Uh, thank you so much for listening, you guys. I hope you guys had such a total blast. Please continue to email us at welcometodeadcast at gmail.com. We love your emails. Then shout out to Jackie, who sent us this incredible email with detailed pictures of her Goosebumps anniversary party that she had. Which is, honestly, I I, I said to Daniel, I was like, we can't come up with shit that's as good as that. Like, no. wow, you fucking slayed, girl. There were incredible decorations, themed, like, plant food dips, first day out of the basement. It was just Oh, I, I wish you guys could see it, but you can't. It's like some Pinterest-level goals shit. I mean, tell us how you're continuing to celebrate 25 years of awesome. Goosebumps. It was so great. Thank you for listening, Jackie. Um, if you want to stalk us on Instagram or Twitter, my Instagram is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery, and my Twitter is iRobotUJane, um, and Daniel's on both is DannyMac769, and we just love gossiping about Goose. That is the Lord's truth. Have you guys ever wanted to know how to, um, I don't know, kill a monster? Oh, you'll find out next episode if you dare. Spirits. Richard Angela! Oh, here you are. Look what I did. I packed you and your cousin some goodies for the ride up to camp. Wasn't that nice of me, hmm? Any chips? Why, of course. I believe there's a whole bag. <laughs>